I'm Anna Barnard. And I'm Maria Ramsey. And you're listening to Never Wear Boring Socks. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Never Wear Boring Socks. This week, we will be discussing self-care. But before we get into our discussion, Maria, what socks are you wearing today? I'm wearing gray ankle socks with black and white polka dots. And I feel like these are kind of representative of my mental state slash life situation at the moment. Because I'm at a point where I'm trying to make some big decisions about my life and what's coming next. And that sounds very ominous, I know. <laughs> um, but I'm just going to leave it at that for now, and I'll keep you updated later. And it's nothing, like, too crazy. Normal young adult life stuff. But anyway, I feel like... You know how people talk about like black and white decisions and then the gray area? I think there's a lot of gray area in these decisions that I'm making right now. There's not a clear answer. So, or like not even clear options A and B. There's a lot of sort of mushy stuff in the middle. So, so that's kind of how I'm feeling about my socks slash life right now. Nice. What about you, Anna? I am wearing a pair of socks that my mother got me for Christmas this year. And they have a little teacup on it and some books. And then it says, there is no friend as loyal as a book, which is a quote from Ernest Hemingway. Yeah. And I, um, as you all know, I'm very into books and writing. And I've really, I know. And um, I've been kind of on like a kick right now to like do more of that, but I haven't had a lot of time to do it, but I'm kind of like channeling that right now. We're also recording this on a Saturday morning, and I feel like these are like cozy socks, like tea and books. And so I felt like that was kind of fitting. Nice. Yeah. Almost self-care-ish, one might say. Indeed. Some tea and some reading. Yes. Now that we've gotten on to our self-care topic, maybe we should get right into that. I think we should. Yeah. So if we were going to define self-care, which is kind of difficult because it's got a lot of diverse connotations and explanations, but I think what's really important to address right away is that self-care is unique to each individual who practices it. Um. And kind of, I think the general idea of self-care is that it's more of an overall or holistic approach to taking care of yourself and not just one aspect of yourself, but your body and your mind and your spirit and how those all kind of interact. I guess that's my perception of self-care. Um, I don't know if anyone's really defined it that way before, but like that's that's what I think of when I think of self-care. What about you? Yeah, I like that definition. I like the kind of holistic approach idea and i think it's important that you pointed out that it's unique to each individual because i don't know since self-care is so kind of popular right now it's easy to see what other people are doing that they're calling self-care and be like should i be doing that no i feel like my idea of self-care like the first thing i thought of for a while it still is sometimes is like bubble baths and I don't really like bubble baths. So I was like, I don't want to take the time to just sit in a pile of bubbles. Like, maybe that's fun for you. But I think it's useful to look at what, how you could care for yourself holistically. What would make the most difference to you? And not just sort of these activities 
that we can like check off a list that seem self-care ish right does that make sense yeah for sure well and i think there are certain activities that kind of fall under the realm of self-care that a lot of people enjoy or find relaxing um and that they promote wellness but not everyone's going to do the same things. And I also think it's important to like take inspiration from other people, but ultimately you do have to decide what works best for you. And I, right. Yeah. And I like your example of the fact that like bubble baths might work for some people, but it doesn't work for you. So yeah. <laughs> you pick other things to take care of yourself with. Right. Yeah. And I also, what I really like about this term self-care is that it recognizes a certain agency that we have with our own wellness. I mean, self-care isn't necessarily about, like, us going to the doctor or anything. Like, obviously, that's part of taking care of yourself, but that's not really, like, what we're thinking about when we're thinking about, like, quote-unquote self-care. It's, like, this idea that there are things we can do, like, in our home and just on a regular basis that promote wellness in our life. Um, and that we need to still, like, go to the doctor when we need to and do those bigger things. But doing little things each day can promote wellness in our life and make us happier and healthier. And we kind of get to decide what that means for us. Yes, I'm glad you said that. I think it's important, like the self part of self care that you have power to take care of yourself on a daily basis. And I think even when you are maybe going to someone else for help taking care of yourself, like I think like scheduling a massage for a lot of people is a form of right. self-care which is still you're having somebody else do something for you but it's not it's like taking initiative to do something that you know is going to make you feel good as opposed to just waiting for your annual physical yeah exactly right and the other great thing about self-care is that it's really flexible because it's all determined by you so you get to decide what works in your schedule for for wellness and i mean that's part of self-care is that you need to do things that are going to provide yourself with enough time and rest and and it kind of allows you to work around that in order to maximize your level of wellness Hmm. so yeah yeah I, I think i think self-care as much as it's kind of hyped up is is a really important concept and i don't know if it's really been acknowledged as much of a thing until very recently which is interesting to me but i think as much as it's kind of like a trend right now like it's really important that it is because then people are taking care of themselves self-care i don't know that it's necessarily a new thing even though it is very trendy right now i feel like in maybe some of our modern lifestyles we've gotten away from taking time to take care of ourselves just because we're so like busy everything is so fast-paced right now it's really easy to neglect self-care whereas maybe in another time it was just more built into your routine right i don't know okay like it took you you had to take a bath you had to slow down and like slowly bathe yourself and wash off the day's dirt whereas now we can just like step in the shower and do it in two minutes if you want to yeah no i'm glad i'm glad you pointed that out that's very true i think self-care is a response to our lifestyles currently like the fact that it's become like a a trend is kind of a response to how busy we are all the time and that we're starting to recognize that we do need breaks and we do need these other methods to take care of ourselves because our busyness is not taking care of ourselves and it's not allowing us to take care of ourselves in the in the way that we need to and so i think it's kind of it's kind of a response to all of that so i'm i'm glad you pointed that out because that's true it's not like we haven't taken care of ourselves in the past or anything it's it's more that um the way that self-care is manifesting itself now is kind of this response to current lifestyles i think if that makes sense yeah well and I also feel like this is related to kind of the direction that medicine has gone in more recent years, because it is more focused now on, like, you go in for the yearly physical, and then if something is very wrong, then you, like, intervene and do something, as opposed to, I think, maybe a more traditional approach, or, like, a more holistic approach to caring for ourselves, 
where you would go to various healers or like drink healing herbal teas and just like eat really healthy food on a regular basis to sort of maintain health as opposed to like ignoring kind of signals from your body during your busy life and then just going for checkups and then major interventions yeah i'm really glad you pointed out the idea of listening to signals that our body gives us because i think self-care really challenges us to get to know ourselves and our bodies more and be really in tune with what we need and sometimes that can be really difficult because we're trying to get all this other stuff done but then we need to take time for self-care and sometimes because we get so wrapped up in what we're doing it's hard to catch the signals that our bodies are giving us but i think that's like one of the key things about self-care is that we need to recognize what we need individually and sometimes that takes a while to figure out mm-hmm yeah, I think that's kind of the essence of self-care. Yeah. At least in my experience. I need to listen to what my body is telling me it needs right now. Like, even if I feel like I have a whole bunch of things on my to-do list that need to happen today, if my body is giving me signals that I need to rest right now, then the best thing I can do for myself is to listen to those signals and rest whether that means resting entirely or like doing some rest and working on some of those to-do items in a gentler way because i still am a part of the world i still have to get stuff done but i think taking into account those signals when you're deciding how to go about your day is really valuable yeah for sure definitely so I wanted to cover a few reasons why self-care is so important and the effects that it has, because I think we talk about how to take care of ourselves a lot and what certain practice practices are that we can do, which we'll get into. But I think sometimes we almost lose sight of all the effects that self-care does have, not just on us, but on other people. So I wanted to touch on that a little bit. And I think one of the main things, and we've talked about this in the past um, on some other episodes. This idea that as much as self-care does take time out of our other busy schedules and can kind of distract from other obligations that we have, ultimately taking care of ourselves makes us more focused and productive and efficient at the roles that we need to be performing. And so I think it's almost more efficient that we do practice self-care because then it makes everything else run more smoothly which originally seemed counterintuitive. We think that we need to get all these obligations done and then we can take care of ourselves. But then we get to a point where we never get to that that stage where we do have time to take care of ourselves and then it just goes on the back burner and then everything else is being done at half the level that it could be if we were mm-hmm. taking care of ourselves and taking that time. Yeah, I really agree with you. And I think a lot of the time people feel maybe guilty for taking time to take Mm -hmm. care of themselves. I've definitely experienced that, too, because you have these obligations. Other people are depending on you and you feel like you can't. It's like selfish to take time for yourself before you do those things that other people are counting on you for. But I think it's the same situation in those cases that you were just talking about. It makes you more efficient and more effective if you are taking the time to listen to your body and give yourself what you need first. And this has been particularly obvious to me as a teacher. Like, I am, like, giving my full attention and all my resources in the moment to other people while I'm teaching. Like, everything I'm doing is for my students in that moment. But if I have, like, a really rushed morning where I'm just, like, checking stuff off my to-do list, I'm not as good of a teacher. It's very obvious. I'm, like, tired and cranky, and I can't think as clearly. But if I take the morning to do things that make me feel cared for and nurtured and filled up, then I'm a much more pleasant person to be around and a much more effective teacher right yeah i'm really glad you pointed that out that's a great example of that and 
not I think not only does it make us more well rested, but it makes us kind of be a little more reflective and gain mm-hmm. some perspective and remember why we're doing the things we're doing. And so then it allows us to have a better attitude about it. I mean, I like how you talk about how doing those things in the morning nurtures you. And not not only do you come to teach more rested and ready to do it, but you're probably in a better mood and a better attitude for teaching these definitely. young kids. Yeah. Yeah. I, the attitude is definitely a big thing. My mindset is very different if I'm like feeling cared for. I'm more likely to let difficult situations kind of roll off my back or respond to them in an effective way instead of just getting upset in the moment. Mm, yeah. And reactive. Yeah. I'm really, yeah, that's interesting. I like how you pointed that out. I never really thought of uh, the fact that not only not only does it make us better at what we do on a day-to-day basis, but when difficult things pop up, we can better respond to them. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. That's really fascinating. Yeah. And I think, again, this is stuff that we lose sight of because we're so focused on all the other things that we're doing. And I think self-care just allows us to expand our perspectives and and mindsets and kind of evaluating what really is important that's going on in our lives and how to to address what we are doing in each moment. Yeah. And that's not something we're used to taking time for and yeah. something that we're not used to prioritizing. So it's hard. Yeah, for sure. But it's definitely helpful. Another, yeah. Another reason why I really love self-care is because it doesn't just help ourselves i think as much as the focus is on taking care of ourselves it really does help others in our lives when we take care of ourselves because i mean if you put yourselves in like your family or your friends shoes like we all like to see the people that we love happy and doing well and when we don't see that from those people then we feel the need to help take care of them and get them to a place where they can be, or we're just worried about them. And so Mm -hmm. taking time to take care of yourself is one less thing for your loved ones to worry about. And I think that's an important thing to remember. If, if you have a hard time doing self care because it seems selfish to you to reframe it as something that's actually going to help a lot of other people in your life. Yeah. Well, also just like being around people who are tired and cranky and hungry and just like not cared for. It's not fun. I'm not fun to be around if I'm tired and hungry Mm -hmm. and like haven't taken time for myself. I'm annoying. Like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. On that level, too, it definitely enhances the experience of people that you're spending time with. Yeah. Well, and I think self-care practices are like acknowledging this and encouraging this too like i do headspace for meditation and a lot of the headspace packs um as part of the guided meditation um the the guy who narrates them always says remember your motivation for doing this and think about the people who this is going to affect in your life Mm -hmm. and so it's it's this acknowledgement that self-care just doesn't it never only affects yourself it it has this this expansive kind of web of effect that affects all the other people in your life because taking care of yourself is so important for your relationships with other people and yeah i so i mean self-care is never a selfish thing mhm it also sets a good example for the people that yeah. are around you to take care of themselves and then they're going to be more pleasant for you to be around and all the people in their lives and i think it really has a ripple effect yeah definitely and i i mean we've kind of already acknowledged acknowledged this but i just love how self-care really does take a holistic approach to things and acknowledges that we ourselves are kind of a system that we can't just focus on our body or our mind, but we have to focus on both of them. And a lot of self-care practices do that and that our physical, mental and spiritual health all needs to be maintained in order to be healthy. And 
coming off of our body image um, conversation from a few weeks ago, I think there's been a tradition of health as like our size and that's it. And I feel like self-care is really starting to get away from that and acknowledging that we need to Mm -hmm. take care of all parts of ourselves to be healthy and that our size and our weight is hardly a measure of our overall health, which I think is really productive and important. Yeah. And I think a lot of self-care practices that we kind of see that are maybe trendy are very much focused on the more mental, emotional, spiritual aspects of our beings, which I think is really valuable because we spend a lot of time, like you were saying, focusing on the physical aspects of our bodies and our lives. So we're not as used to taking care of those other parts of ourselves. Yeah. Well, and I think it it brings to our attention that a lot of the things we do for physical wellness also contribute to mental health wellness and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of just going to the gym to build muscle tone or lose weight, that can really help with mental health. Like, one of the best things you can do for anxiety is go for a run. And mm-hmm. so I think just... Self-care promotes knowledge of that, too, and it promotes a better mindset in doing those things. I mean, self-care isn't just, like, it's, I mean, it's not like a replacement for doing, like, going to the gym and all that kind of stuff. Like, if that is part of your self-care routine, then that's really great. But I think it allows us to think of that in a new way and remember that that those things help lots of different parts of our our health and our our well-being. Yeah, I think self-care can be things that you're already doing or that you already know that you should be doing most of the time. It can be stuff like exercising and eating well. And I think like having that sort of lens of self-care just maybe changes the way you think about it and the energy you put into it. Like you said, you're not going to the gym to lose weight or to like punish your body because it looks a certain way. You're going because you're taking care of yourself and it's going to make you feel better and it's going to make you show up better for the people in your life. Yeah, exactly. So we've been talking a lot about self-care and its effects and whatnot and its place in society. But I also just want to go over some specific practices that kind of go along with self-care and what our experiences have been with it to kind of just give some concrete examples. If you haven't had a lot of experience with self-care so i just wanted to ask you maria like what have your experiences been like in the past and currently and what are some things that you do for self-care yeah that's a good question i definitely have struggled with taking time for self-care for some of the reasons that we've already talked about i just feel like really busy and overwhelmed and I feel like I have obligations. Other people are depending on me for things. So it's definitely something that I go in and out of doing more regularly. I sometimes will get out of the habit and have to remind myself to step back and take care of myself. And I think like the most caring thing I can do for myself a lot of the time is to just slow down and like quiet down and ask myself what I need in that moment. It's it's not like so much that I have specific things that I do every day that I like have to get them in for my self-care. There are things that I do regularly and I can talk about those too, but a lot of it is just making that time and space for me to listen to my body and try to do what it's telling me to do. Yeah. I like that. I like that idea. Well, that makes me think of like my um my corridor in my dorm. Um so my JCs, which are basically like RAs for freshmen, um they plan events for us once in a while that we do and so one of the events earlier in the year was like we did like face masks and we painted na- our nails and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that I feel like face masks and stuff like that are like a tr- like a kind of trend in self care right now, like doing kind of like beauty self care stuff. Yeah, like spa type. Yeah, right. Activities and that can like work really well for people. But I feel like what's actually important about that and like I went and did 
um like I went and like painted my nails with people and it wasn't necessarily that like I really wanted to paint my nails or anything it was just like the fact that I took time to do it and that I exactly. didn't have to like do something else and that I just took a side time that was like for myself and made me feel good about myself and so sometimes self-care doesn't even have to be like oh I need to rest my brain and I need to like meditate or I need to work out although those things can be a part of it and be really important I mean I think like beauty self-care is a cool thing because it can like up our self-esteem and make it seem like we just are taking care of ourselves and making us be like be at a level that we want to be at and sometimes for some people like beauty and taking care of their appearance and taking time for their appearance is a really good way for them to like feel engaged and ready to go out and do things and so beauty self-care can be a way to do that and that's doesn't necessarily affect your physical health or your mental health at a deep level but it allows yourself to like kind of reorient your mindset and have this idea that you are taking care of yourself so yeah i think it's a good reminder that it's not always about the specific practice but it's a a lot of self-care is just taking the time for yourself to to relax and and take a deep breath and do something that also just do something that you enjoy Hmm. Well, I like that you pointed out the beauty as self-care example, because I think that is maybe a common one for a lot of people. Yeah. And I think this, again, goes back to what we were talking about before, about what mindset you're going into the situation with. Like, are you taking time on your appearance because you're like embarrassed to go out if you don't? If that's the case, I don't think it counts as self-care, in my opinion. But if this is a really, like, loving practice where you, like, really look forward to this ritual of doing your hair and getting dressed in the morning and whatever you do, then, and it, like, really feels like a way that you're showing yourself that you value yourself, then I think it definitely can be a form of self-care. Right. Yeah, for sure. And... Also, not that we have to do it every day either. Like some mornings, you might just be too busy to do it and and not doing it is going to be the better thing for you. Again, this all goes back Mm -hmm. to listening to your body and what it needs. But I think I do like the idea, too, of self-care sometimes being a routine and making time for it because I think sometimes it's hard to do it otherwise. And so finding things that just allow you to take time and put that into your routine can be really helpful. Yeah, I agree with you, because otherwise you have to make decisions about it, which sometimes then it gets put off or you don't do it. Which I think that's one of the reasons why beauty rituals can be sort of an effective form of self-care, because it is something that you can do every day before you leave the house. It's something that's built into most of our routines. Yeah. Some of us, to a much lesser extent, we just like throw on some clothes and leave the house. (laughs) But you can make it into as much as you want to. Well, I've, like, noticed that for myself, too. Like, I put on some makeup in the morning. I don't put on a lot of makeup. And I don't really rely on it for my appearance very much. But I feel, like, more, like, awake and ready to, like, do my day when I put on makeup. It's very much, like, a perspective thing for me. And when I don't, I just still feel kind of, like, groggy and, like... I don't know. And so for me, it's like very much more of like a mindset thing than an appearance thing. And so it's like a way for me to take care of myself in that way. So I, me too. Yeah. So like I've definitely yeah. recognized that in my life um, as, as kind of a self-care practice. And I don't always think of it that way, but I think recognizing it as that allows you to like take advantage of it more even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are some of your other things that you do for self-care? Um, some things that come to mind for me, I mean, I've done a lot of like journaling and meditation um, this year, and those have been really important for me. And obviously those work differently for different people. But again, I think a lot of that is um, taking time out of your day to reflect on things. But I've noticed that a lot of the most effective self-care things for me have been, like, doing my, like, taking time for my hobbies. Um, 
so like reading a book at night or crocheting or working on a story I mean those just bring me like so much joy and that's just a really important thing for me to like gain some perspective and get in a different world for a little while um especially with like reading books that's just been really important for me I know a lot of people do that for self-care too they try to read before they go to bed and I mean that also has practical things behind it because it's better to read a book than look at a screen before bed um and so from that perspective like it's just a good way to wind down before I go to sleep but I think for me it's just a really good mental thing to like do something that I really enjoy and be in a different place for a while and get to empathize with these characters for a while um and kind of like be in a different situation than what my busy life is all the time it kind of like creates this separation and so that's been really important for me um but I, yeah, I mean, I would say things that kind of connect you with, like, your inner sense of, like, peacefulness or joy is really important. Like, if that's, like, walking your dog in nature um, or um, cooking a meal. I mean, it varies for a lot of people, but I think the idea of taking time for something that you really enjoy is, n- again, it's not a selfish thing. It really contributes to to your overall well-being. So I've noticed that those things have been really helpful for me um i'm trying to think if there's anything else sometimes also introducing things that i don't always get to do and changing up once in a while can be a good thing because it it breaks the kind of like monotony of routine i think so i don't get to do yoga very much but once in a while i do it and that's always like a really nice thing to do not just because yoga is good for you and yoga allows you to kind of slow down and work your body and your mind but it's also like this fun thing that I get to challenge myself with that I don't do very often and I think sometimes that can be a good way to to care for yourself as well yeah yeah it doesn't have to be things that you do every day it can be Mm -hmm. more like special occasion not a special occasion but like a once in a while things in addition for sure and I like that you pointed out the hobbies thing that's definitely been true for me also because like you said it just gives me so much joy Mm -hmm. to work on these things that's like the easiest way to get myself into a flow state and not worry about the rest of my life and i'm energized after yeah for sure and this is something i have been making time for more so just a few days ago i started the 100 day project which is basically i decided i was gonna do an illustration or work on an illustration every day for 100 days, which sounds like a lot, and it kind of feels like a lot already, but also it just makes me so happy yeah. to draw and to work on my art. So it really is a form of self-care. And I think, you know, I talked about how I don't always do the same things every day, and sometimes I just have to make space and listen to my body, what it needs. But I think there is also, like you said, some value in doing something every day so that it's a routine. And also just that commitment to myself that I'm going to do it every day, I think, is a form of self-care. Because it means that I'm prioritizing my own interests and my own well-being. And I'm really committing to it. As opposed to just like, oh, I'll do it when I have time. So... This is new to me in terms of creative projects. I haven't really committed to something on that scale before, so we'll see how it goes. I'll keep you updated. But so far, I definitely, like I said, I feel happier, more energized afterwards. So it is effective as a form of self-care. And I like how the fact that all of these things that we've been talking about essentially is just a way for us to kind of connect with our inner joy and just do something that takes time for ourselves essentially i'm i'm thinking of i feel like a lot of self-care is also self-love um and Mm -hmm. promotes this this um this idea that we are going to invest in ourselves because we care about ourselves um and i'm just thinking of an example that's like kind of funny but i think it's a good way to look at it um so at 
my college, we have this thing called Friday Flowers. And so a florist from in town comes to our school every Friday. We get to buy flowers for each other and put them in our ma- in each other's mailboxes. That's so cute. It's really nice. Yeah. It's really lovely. Um, But I was like in the admissions office one Friday because I was like walking prospective students to class. And there's this one girl who was working in admissions and I was like overhearing her conversation with someone and she had she had bought a flower and someone asked her no she had a flower and someone was like who is it from and she said oh i got it for myself because i just deserve it this week and i was like yes <laughs> like <laughs> i just like connected with that so much she's like yeah, yeah i just really thought i needed these and if buying yourself <laughs> so nice. flowers and being able to look at some nice flowers in your home for a week or so is a good way to take care of yourself then do it i you know what i mean i mean like i feel like that's the epitome of self-care it's like the idea of like buying yourself flowers it's like you're gonna invest in yourself and take care of yourself because you love yourself and i think that's like a good example of that even though it's kind of silly yeah i like that because especially the flower example it seems like something that we would normally do for somebody else especially a romantic partner. But I think I like the idea of kind of turning that on its head and being like, no, you don't have to have a romantic partner to get flowers. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to wait for a friend to get you flowers. Get yourself flowers because you love yourself just as much as they would. Right. Exactly. So I just thought that was like, I don't know, that just, it like warmed my heart and as much as someone could like interpret that as a selfish act, I feel like that's exactly the kind of perspective that we need coming into self-care and recognizing that we do need to take time for ourselves and do things for ourselves just for ourselves. Yeah. And like if anybody hears that and thinks that does sound selfish, I think it's also useful to remember that like self-care and caring for others are not mutually exclusive. Right. You can buy the flowers for yourself and also buy them for a friend. Right, exactly. Yeah, for sure. I like how you point that out. Self-care doesn't have to be this, like, me, me, me all the time. It can it can involve other people. Like, you can do self-care practices with your friends, so it takes care of yourself, but it also allows other people to take care of themselves, and you get to spend time with people. Self-care for some people is just spending time with the people that they love and taking time for that. Yeah. And, like, yeah. so, like earlier this week, when I maybe should have been going to bed earlier or doing homework, I was hanging out in my friend's dorm and just talking with them and spending time with them. And that was just a really good thing for me at that time. And so that was a method of self-care for me. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about things that you can do on your own, like in your own quiet room when you're not with anybody else. But I think if you do listen to your body and the signals it's giving you sometimes it does mean that you need to spend some time with people that you love sometimes like you said that is a form of self-care too it really just depends on what you need at the moment exactly yeah no i'm i'm glad we we touched on that because self-care isn't just one thing and again it does benefit so many people and i think Pulling other people into it and doing it with other people can be a good motivation to do it for yourself, too. If you need other people to do your self-care with in order to make time for it, then do it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think whatever works best for you. Yeah. Yeah, it really is such a huge topic. Or, like, it can encompass so many different things. Like, when you asked what sort of my some of my favorite or current self-care practices are like I could give such a long list not because I do every single one of them every day or that I like my day is scheduled with lots of self-care activities but it's it's just like a lot of little things and different different things like taking time to exercise and like do my physical therapy exercises and making food for myself that is going to make me feel good and making myself look presentable in the morning like we talked about and then there's also things like making appointments with people that are going to make me feel better like a massage appointment or a physical therapy appointment where I feel like really cared for and nurtured and then there is the like quieter stuff that is out of my normal routine like meditation and 
journaling not out of my normal routine that's not what i meant but like a thing that i have to make time for specifically right yeah so it's like it's a mindset it's not necessarily a thing that you have to schedule into your calendar right although that's part of it right yeah no i think it's all about what are the things that you do what what are things that you can do that are going to allow you to be in a mindset where you feel taken care of and i think that can manifest itself in so many different ways for so many different people right now i'm just thinking about the idea of some self-care practices involve you spending money on yourself and some don't at all and mm-hmm. I think both of those things are okay. And for some people, spending money on themselves is a way to feel like they're investing in themselves and buying something. And it can be really powerful right, sometimes. Right, And so I think recognizing that monetary investment in yourself is a way to take care of yourself and have a mindset in which you feel like you're doing that is perfectly valid. Whereas journaling, which doesn't really cost any money, is also per- perfectly valid or just like taking a few minutes to sit down and reflect and get up a little earlier so you can just have a little extra time doesn't cost money either but that's a form of self-care and so it just Mm -hmm. it's what's going to reorient your mindset in a way that you feel taken care of i think a lot of it is is as much as it's about the practice it's ultimately how you're going to feel from doing it yeah i like the way you articulated that So. As much as it's important to have these self-care practices and make time for that in your life, I think it's really important to acknowledge that a lot of the times we need to evolve our self-care routines because we as ourselves, as individuals, are always changing, I feel like, in our beliefs, and our mentality, our identity and sense of self, and just our situation in life, too. Our hormones are constantly changing, so we're going to need different things on different days. Um, This has been really true for me in the past couple months because I've been dealing with some mental health stuff. So I've kind of had to decide what I'm going to focus on and what I'm not going to focus on because you just have to reorient yourself sometimes with what's going on in your life. And that can be really hard because when you're dealing with something in which you need to change your self-care routine... You're also trying to deal with this thing, but you're trying to listen to your body and be in tune with it and decide what you need. And it's very tough to just switch on a dime with that. I mean, being in touch with our bodies and listening to our own signals and knowing what we need to do for ourselves is already a difficult thing. And so trying to evolve can be really tough, I think. I don't know. I don't know if you've had a similar experience with that, Maria. I mean, I think it is easy to kind of get into our patterns of what we do for self-care or just what we do in general. And I think if you are really in tune with your body and like if you're in tune with it as it's changing, then it will be obvious to you that things need to change. But that does. Like sometimes that is hard to change your habits and your routines because you're in a certain pattern. So you have to put in the effort to do something different. So, yeah, it can be challenging. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, as much as sometimes we need to evolve because we've hit rough patches in our lives and need to reevaluate, sometimes we want to evolve our self-care routines because we're kind of stuck in a rut and we've gotten to a place where we feel really comfortable with our self-care routines. So we kind of want to challenge that and, and and change it and and be able to take care of ourselves even more and so that can be a really positive thing as well both are completely valid and normal situations but we do have to adapt um with both of them yeah and like something that might have felt really nurturing to you a few months ago if you're just kind of going through the motions now and not really getting anything out of it that might be time to change right yeah i'm really glad you pointed that out once it loses its meaning it isn't really effective anymore yeah so like either regain the meaning somehow revisit why you're doing it or try something different maybe yeah well this is something we talked about with our resolutions episode yeah is that you you do have to constantly evaluate and remind yourself of your motivation and sometimes you make it to a point where 
the motivation just isn't the same anymore. So then you might have to change what you're doing. And that's perfectly fine because we're changing all the time. So the way we're mm-hmm. going to take care of ourselves is going to have to change. Yeah. yeah. I think the key thing with this is to not put too much pressure on ourselves to take care of ourselves in the right way or be completely in tune with what we need all the time because sometimes we just can't be and sometimes it's not always going to be perfect i mean i think when you get so stressed out about doing what's right with self-care or making enough time for it then it kind of defeats the purpose because the point of self-care is that it's a it's a positive thing for you and you're taking time for yourself and it should be relaxing and so it's it shouldn't be at a point where you're trying to fit things in that can't be fit in all the time. So I think just allowing yourself to kind of have a break once in a while and going easy on yourself and doing what you need to do, but recognizing that it's not going to happen every day, maybe depending on what's going on in your life allows you to take more advantage of your self-care practices and just be a little easy on your easier on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if it feels like a, chore right then maybe that's not the self-care for you like maybe it feels like a chore because you don't have time for it but if you found something that you really love doing and you look forward to that might be a more effective form of self-care for you because like that's kind of the thing with me for baths like i do sort of enjoy baths like once I'm in there it's nice it's very relaxing and I feel better afterwards so it's something I feel like I should do but then because I feel like I should do it it's like a thing I have to make time for and it just feels like a whole big to do and it takes a really long time and I don't like feel the benefits until later and maybe I should do it anyway but also I could draw and that also makes me feel really good so and i don't have as much resistance to doing it (laughs) yeah i'm glad you pointed that out i think i think a big part of this is not overthinking it too much because when we overthink it then again it it becomes a chore and it kind of defeats the purpose and obviously that's easier said than done because i think when we're trying to figure out what we need to do to take care of ourselves it can be this difficult decision and how are we doing this correctly or incorrectly? And I think it's important to think about it. But, I mean, if it feels good, then it's probably good. So I think just having some kind of gut reaction to it is something that you just need to listen to. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, putting too much pressure on yourself in regards to self-care just kind of defeats the purpose. So yeah, as much as you want to take care of yourself, also cut yourself a little slack. And you don't have to have super high standards for it. It doesn't have to be like this enormous ritual that takes two hours every day. Just because someone else looks like they're doing that doesn't mean that's going to work for you. That might be just too much and you're not going to do it because it's too big of a thing. For sure. Yeah. to action this week we would like to know what your favorite self-care practice is um if you have a favorite or if it's just something that you incorporate into your routine once in a while but let us know on social media or shoot us an email um we would love to hear from you maria do you have a quote for us this week so i have a quote from chris carr who is a vegan recipe inspirational cool person on the internet. And she said, Your self-worth has nothing to do with your craft or calling and everything to do with how you treat yourself. And I really like this because I think we put a lot of pressure on what we do outwardly in the world and put a lot of um like we put a lot of our self-worth into that like if i have like the perfect job and i'm doing this really great work then i am a good 
human being. But I think it's really important to recognize that we are inherently worthy of love and care, and it's important to treat ourselves that way at all points in our life as much as possible. I really love that quote. Yeah. I think, I mean, me included, we get so wrapped up in this idea of what we're going to create and produce and what, like, the effect we're going to have on ourselves is. But I think it's also just a good reminder that as much as we want to be treated well by other people and get some kind of outward validation, what's most important is how we treat ourselves and we should treat ourselves in a way that acknowledges our full being and and worth and that's what's most important and i think if we treat ourselves that way then we're we're gonna find a greater sense of fulfillment thank you so much for tuning in this week next week we have a very special surprise episode that we do not yet know the topic of so please join us it will be fun yay (laughs) subscribe to never wear boring socks on itunes stitcher and google play we would also really appreciate it if you leave a review on itunes because they make us very happy and you can find show notes for this episode at mariacatherine.com slash podcast slash 032. And Catherine is spelled K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E. Please do not hesitate to get in touch with us. We really love hearing from our listeners. Our email is neverwearboringsocks at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at neverwearboringsocks and on Twitter at noboringsocks. Thank you to Ben Ramsey, the cheese beast, for doing our audio editing. And thank you to Ben and to Martha Barnard for help with our music. Thank you again so much for listening. And remember, never wear boring socks. I'm Anna Barnard. And I'm... (laughs) I totally forgot I was supposed to say something. (laughs) Take two. Sorry about that. It's all good. It's all good. It happens. Uh, Okay. Are we ready? I think so. Okay.